and welcome to the VOE podcast, an extension of Voices of Experience, the signature speaker series at the University of Denver's Daniels College of Business. I'm your host, Crystal Griffith, from the Daniels Office of Communications and Marketing. We'll be unpacking topics at the intersection of business and the public good with CEOs and other business leaders from the Daniels community. Let's dive in. Joining me today is John Reutman, Chief Operating Officer of United Airlines. In this position, John is responsible for all airports, flight operations, technical operations, and network operations. He is also responsible for safety across United's global network. Imagine those responsibilities during a pandemic. John has been in the airline industry for 25 years, working for United and Continental Airlines. He served in the U.S. Army from 1985 to 1992, and he happens to be a graduate of the Daniels College of Business, receiving a master's in real estate and construction management in 1997. What an interesting background. John, welcome to the VOE podcast. Thank you, Crystal. I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. We're honored to have you. So, Kind of, I think the first thing we've got to ask you is how on earth you've gotten to where you are, right? You have such an interesting background. You have a bachelor's degree in engineering from West Point. You have a master's degree from the Daniels College of Business in real estate and construction management. So to me, that seems so different than a COO of United Airlines, but I'm guessing you can make some sense of it for us. So how did you get where you are? Thanks, Crystal, and thanks for that first question. So first of all, um, yes, I went to West Point and um, served time in the military uh, as well. And when I got out of the military, I decided I wanted to be a real estate developer and was fortunate enough to attend uh, the Daniels uh, College of Business, which I really enjoyed. Um, and at that time, you know, uh, you know, this sort of tells you that you never know what's going to happen in life, right? Because at that time, I was recruited um, by Continental Airlines, which was based in Houston at the time, to come into their uh, construction and design group to build airports. And, you know, for a, a, a youngster, a young adult uh, back then, that sounded really exciting. And I knew there were flight benefits and all those cool things. Um, so I pursued that opportunity after getting my degree at Daniels and uh, started out you know, doing really exciting things and designing construction around the world, uh, specific to building airports. Uh, at the time, Continental was uh, really growing in Latin America, so I spent a ton of time in Latin America, um, and, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but I only really did that short period of time because uh, because of the background I had in the military. Um, there were some leaders at Continental at the time that uh, you know thought thought maybe I had an operational mindset because I had experience in that. So they drew me into the operation operation side of the business pretty quickly. Uh, and 25 years later, um, you know I've progressed up through operations to the uh, chief operations officer role. So it's been uh, you never know in life what twists and turns and where you're going to end up. Um, but it was a, a great pathway for me personally. As you may know, Daniel's education and curriculum are based around ethical leadership and the public good. So what does that mean to you as a leader? How do you lead, you know, ethically and, you know, with kind of social good in mind uh, in your leadership role? Yes, that's a great question. Um, you know, so for me, and again, you know, I, I went to West Point, duty, honor, country, and 
uh, an honor code and all those things. And in the military, certainly um, uh, ethics is, uh, you know, is paramount. But so for me, though, it's as simple as just always doing the right thing, always. Uh, and, uh, you know, when we take the, you know, the values and so on that we learn, you know, over our lifetime and here at United, when you connect that with training that we're constantly reinforcing and, and uh, ensuring there's clarity ar- around what the right thing is. And a lot of different scenarios sometimes, uh, uh, you know, you can, some could get confused about what the right thing is. So it's the, the responsibility of the company to make sure there's really good training, really good clarity. And when you connect that with, uh, you know, with all of our, our you know, the values that we all have, um, we should be able to ascertain what the absolute right thing to do is, uh, you know, in the majority of situations. And when you can't, uh, you have to have a culture where people can ask the question and come forward and, um, and uh, you know, come forward in a safe way sometimes, right, if they see something that seems peculiar. Um, so we have all that at United. Um, and it's just a, you know, it's really just the, the re- it's, it's, it's ingrained in the DNA of our leadership at United. Uh, but it doesn't come without effort. Again, we have to make sure that we're constantly refre- refreshing training, you know, as the digital world expands, it gets bigger and bigger, bigger. There's complexities that, that continue to develop. And uh, so we so we have to keep the training very current. Certainly. We're going to dive into that because I'm very curious how operations uh, is working all at United, given everything that's going on. But um, let me first ask a little bit about, um, wh- while we're on the topic of values, really ask about diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I know those are values that are um, very important to your organization and the Daniels College of Business. I understand you're the executive sponsor of Beacon, the United Black and African-American Business Resource Group. And I understand Beacon is one of the most active and innovative business resource groups in the company. So can you share a little bit about that group and, you know, the, the priorities of United in this area? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll start out with the fact that United has established uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion as a strategic imperative, amongst other strategic imperatives, but a really important strategic imperative. Um, and, you know, I've been doing this 25 years, and I've, I've sort of seen these programs, uh, you know, come and go. And, uh, you know, to, to be honest, you know, the, the effectiveness of the programs haven't always been so great. Um, or they start out really good and they fade. Now, this time, this feels really different um, to me. And uh, a lot of it has to do with sort of a bit of a wake-up call, um, you know, from some of the, you know, the, or, or, or the events that have happened over the last couple of years in our communities, uh, George Floyd and others, um, that re- really has caused us to um, do some soul-searching insofar as uh, what we're doing to make a difference at United, given the fact that we're a, a global airline and a big business and can influence a lot of things internally and maybe externally. So we really have embraced uh, 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 DEI in what I think is a is a really exciting way. Uh, and to me, it feels sustainable, it feels sticky, but it's all, you know, it's a work in progress. You know, uh, honestly, we're, yeah, we're in early days and Beacon, you mentioned Beacon. Uh, we have uh, a variety of business resource groups. Beacon's the one that, um, the example you're giving, mainly because I'm the executive sponsor uh, and Beacon's been in place, I think, about a year uh, around that time, that, that amount of time. Uh, and it already has done some wonderful things, um, you know, in, in, internally and in, in, in our communities as well. Um, 
But, uh, you know, th- those are just seeds that we're planting. Uh, there's a lot more work to do. You know, we, we really want to make sure uh, that within the fabric of United Airlines that, um, you know, that, that, that we hit, you know, that, that we create fair opportunities for everybody. Uh, and, that, you know, that's a lot of hard work. It's a cultural shift uh, to be able to do that. You know, there's things that we have um, initiated, for instance, our, uh, our Aviate um, Academy, which is a flight academy in Phoenix that's, uh, you know, that's wholly owned by United Airlines and is meant to hire and train about 5,000 pilots over the next 10 years. And there's a commitment that we're making that half of those will be uh people of color or females. And, uh, you know, the, we had our first class here, just started at December 6th, was the very first class. This is a state-of-the-art program. Nobody has a program like this, nor has anybody made the commitment around diversity, by the way, like we are. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the applicant pool already is uh, showing really good indicators. We have, we've had, first class was, I think, around 90 students um, to start out with. But the applicant pool that we've had overall is, you know, it's been about 8,800. Uh, so there's a lot of interest, and 75% of that 8,800 are, are uh, people of color or female. So we're, we're hitting the mark on the applicant pool. Uh, we're going to hit the mark on uh, producing world class pilots with a with a, a you know really uh, bright future. Um, and and you know uh, you know pilots, you know the compensation is quite good. The benefits at United are extraordinary. Uh, so these are real um, great opportunities for um, you know for the relative to what what, what you know, our values and, and our strategic comparative around diversity. And it's also another, it's another benefit, Crystal, uh, that I think is really important. There's a bit of a pilot shortage right now. It's well documented. Uh, and, and it's our belief that, um, you know, because of the playing field hasn't always been um, level for, you know, for everybody, uh, that by removing barriers, um, we're creating a, a, a bigger talent pool of extraordinary talent. Uh, and, and so uh, that's part of the uh, the method here as well. I love it. And I mean, I feel like that, right, that leads right into your operational goals, I'm guessing, right? So you took over June of 2020. So you have never kind of had this position in a normal pre-COVID environment? Is that true? That's true. So what has this been like for you? I would say it's been a, a, a wonderful journey, but not without challenges. And, uh, you know, the, 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 there's no playbook for a lot of what we're doing to endure the crisis, which isn't over yet, uh, or um, set ourselves up for the future. And there's a lot we're doing to set ourselves up for the future that's very different from our competitors. But, you know, so a, a lot of it has required... Um, from an operational perspective, has required, um, you know, real creative thinking, uh, you know, not just for me, but for my team, a real transformational mindset, uh, you know, real deep thinking about how we modernize, um, uh, you know, everything that we do in operations. Um, And as well, you know, nobody's really contracted an airline the size of our airline and then had to expand it so rapidly that's never happened. So, um, so again, you don't just take a playbook off the shelf, uh, but we've had, to, we've had to be really purposeful um, insofar as our planning around, uh, you know, how to rebuild the airline. And we're doing that. And, you know, we're, we're, you know, uh, we're doing it. And as you know, uh, the landscape is very slippery as far as hiring and, and resourcing and supply chain uh, constraints and all those sorts of things. Um, so it, it's taking some real um, 
smart thinking by my team and you know, me involved as well uh, to make sure that we're, we're maneuvering the right way to, uh, to, to, uh, to rebound and, and, and build for the future. Um, and it's, a, you know, um, again, I, I've not, I, I haven't had to do this job prior to COVID. Um, so, but it's, uh, you know, I would say that it's been unbelievably fulfilling to, and, and, and I'm, I'm grateful that I've been able to, um, you know, build up leadership skills that are benefiting our airline and all of our employees. And I'll give a nod to my predecessor who had the role before me and set some good groundwork there as well, that I could step in and, uh, and really uh, work to take it to the next level. So I have kind of two follow-ups with that. And I'm just curious what you are like as a leader. You know, how, what is your style? You have kind of a philosophy or a way you lead or what are you like? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I would say at its core, um, you know, I'm a people person and I really believe strongly that, uh, you know, relationships matter a lot, especially in an industry that's a service industry. Uh, and, uh, and that's how I operate, um, not just relationships, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I, I came up through the airline over the 25 years out in the field, um, uh, you know, certainly I have a headquarters-ish based role, uh, but I'm out in the field a lot, and I'll never not do that. Um, you know, I I, I, uh, I I really get my energy from being out in the field, and and our employees around the globe like to see me out in the field, and it's a better way to sort of understand the challenges that employees are faced with every day and the support that they need. Uh, so, at its core of what I do, um, it's about people. It's about building trusting relationships. Um, now I've evolved over the years because I, you know, in past years I've been able to really rely just on that. But uh, over the years I've gained a real, real appreciation for process, uh, and uh, you know, and, and not just understanding a process sitting in a in a conference room, but going out and touching processes and and really working hard to ensure that we're improving processes for our employees. Um, and I've also, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, have gained a, uh, let's just say a sincere appreciation for innovation. Um, uh, because if you think of really good ideas around innovation and, and I like to call it modernizing, you know, oftentimes it's a win, 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 you know, it's, it's better than win, win, where it's really great for employees and customers, but there's a third win in that, uh, we're efficient organization when we, when we modernize and we, and we, and we do it the right way. Uh, so really, uh, People, um, you know, it comes down to people, process, and systems. You hear that all the time, uh, but I've, I've been able to uh, evolve and have, you know, have strength in those areas as a leader. Totally makes sense. I love it. So uh, the other follow-up question is more along this, you know, what you alluded to, right? Kind of like the great resignation. And a lot of people are choosing they want to work remote or stay home or all these things. And that's really just not a possibility for most of the employees at United Airlines, right? So how are you kind of combating these labor issues? Um, you spoke one of, you know, a training program earlier. What other things are you doing? Yeah, so um, I'm going to break it down into two categories because we have management and administrative employees and there's sort of frontline employees. And certainly there's different departments when you consider the frontline employees, but we're not, relative to the frontline employees, we're not seeing a great migration. And, and I'll tell you some of the reasons for that in a minute. Um, actually, for all of our employees, we're not seeing a great migration. And actually, you know, the, the reason for that is a, a few levels to it. One is through the pandemic, you know, we have led. Um, we saw the pandemic coming. 
we're really realistic about you know the impact of the pandemic and our way forward. And I think we did a really good job about really about communicating with our employees and doing it consistently and broadly enough because our employees are you know around the world, um, almost seventy thousand around the world. Uh, you know, th- th- those are real strengths for us as we maneuver through the pandemic. And we also decided that we weren't going to sit on our thumbs as as we work to endure the pandemic and do all the right things from that perspective, which fortunately we did. Uh, we would also, you know, behind the scenes work to um, transform our airline and take that opportunity uh, really to work hard on modernizing. And, and in a lot of instances, we led, uh, you know, whether it's, um, you know, our Clean Plus program, which was, you know, at the time was one of its kind, uh, partnership with the Cleveland Clinic and, and, and Clorox, um, uh, whether it was, um, you know, real quickly creating a, you know, uh, as much as we could, a touchless environment for customers out there and our employees in some instances, uh, you know, we led in that perspective, whether it was eliminating change fees, which was always a big annoyance for uh, um, for customers, uh, you know, we led and eliminated change fees, and, and that was always a, an irritant for customers. Um, you know, where we got and where we evolved to was a place where, um, you know, where our employees are proud to work here, uh, for sure. And, and, you know, we're also, you had mentioned a little bit earlier, um, you know, uh, you talked about doing good. Well, you know, we are, we're, I think we're on the right path relative to DEI. We talked about that, but also sustainability, uh, and, and, you know, really taking our role serious relative to what we can do to, to deal with the environmental factors that we're dealing with of the day. And, you know, that puts us in a, in a, in a situation where our employees are proud to work here, uh, which, 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 in, when you combine that with work that we're doing, um, which isn't easy, by the way, to ensure you know every, everybody feels um, be, you know they're being treated fairly, they're fairly compensated, they have fair benefits, um, and that we're evolving. Uh, you know, when you when you put all that together, uh, we're just not seeing the great migration. Now we we are seeing you know often sometimes some good leaders leave, and we're having a hard time hiring. Uh, for sure, everybody's having a hard time hiring. Uh, but the stickiness of our employees um, staying united is there for sure. Um, one more, one more point uh, is, uh, you know, is you talk about remote work. Um, you know, it's my belief that um, flexibility is really important. And it's going to be really important in the future. So we have a hybrid, uh, relative to management administrative, we have a, a hybrid philosophy um, that's giving uh, our management administrative employees flexibility. Um, and, you know, sometimes they will need to be in the office and sometimes they absolutely can do their work remotely. Uh, and I think that's important because it has to do with quality of life and quality of work life and that sort of thing. So that's just one example of considerations to ensure that we're, um, you know, we're taking care of our people. That's so important, right? And I was thinking while you were talking about the sustainability piece, right? At Daniels, we talk a lot about the triple bottom line, and you kind of hit on all of those, right? Without, in, not in those words, but right? People are important. The planet's important. And you've got to obviously make money. You're a business. So let's talk a little bit about, I don't know if many of our listeners have driven by Quebec um, in Denver, but you guys have an amazing um, pilot training facility there. So it's one of the largest and most sophisticated uh, facilities in the world. So how is that um, helping, I guess, kind of train your pilots? And maybe what does this mean for kind of future employment and keeping everybody trained at United? Yeah, so we do have a magnificent training center right there in Colorado. Um, and, uh, you know, it's 23 acres. It's 550,000 
square feet of training space, uh, you know, 38 flight simulators. Uh, it's magnificent. Um, and, and, and really, you know, if we're going to treat, I'm sorry, if we're going to train our pilots to world-class standards, we have to have an absolutely world-class facility, and we do. Um, now, um, you know, there's 12,000 pilots at United that, you know, there's all sorts of recurrent training and so on that's, you know, it's necessary, uh, and, and they flow through the, uh, that particular training center, but we're also hiring a lot of pilots. We have about, uh, I think since March, we've hired 1,300 pilots, and we're going to need to keep hiring, uh, and so that, you know, if you were to go to that training center, uh, you would see that it's buzzing with activity. We're actually, um, training about 200 pilots, um, for our output will be about 200 pilots per month. Uh, these are new hire pilots, let alone the recurrent training that happens there. Um, so the, 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 you know, the, the building and the facilities are absolutely buzzing. Um, you know, we have magnificent growth plans. You know, we, we had announced not too long ago, a 270 aircraft narrow body aircraft order. And that augments um, about 250 aircraft that we already had on order. So it's about 500 airplanes uh, that are coming to United and we're not retiring. Uh, aircraft. So these are incremental. So you can imagine that the resource needs from a pilot perspective, any work group, but we're talking about pilots, uh, the resource needs are pretty significant. So we're going to actually expand our training center pretty significantly. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and, and, you know, and, 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 be, um, and do it in a, in a really sophisticated way. Uh, so it's an exciting, uh, I love going there. I get a great energy when I'm there and there's, uh, um, but it's an exciting part of our business. Uh, but it's also, you know, an incredibly important part of our business relative to our pilot pipeline and making sure we keep the, the highest standards uh, in the world. And we do have the highest standards and the best pilots in the world. All right, John. So as a voice of experience, um, is there anything you wish you knew as a student? Is there a motto or a lesson you would want to pass on to students at the Daniels College of Business? Yeah, you know, I th um, that's a good question. You know, what I would say, um, and I, I wouldn't say that I didn't know this as a student, but I, you know, uh, you know, keep in mind, I came out of the military, so it was a totally different, well-structured environment and so on. So I always knew the, um, from the military, I had learned that, you know, the value of relationships and taking care of people as a leader, making sure that you're connected to your people and that they, and you're open and honest and that you do a really good job listening and that you build trusting relationships with um, people that work for you. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that that was lost on me when I was a student, you know, but it was very technical what I was doing at Daniels. Um, you know, so w when I was thrust into a leadership role, I had to remind myself, uh, you know, of those really important leadership traits, uh, you know, which fortunately I did early enough. <laughs> um, uh, but, but, you know, it's really maybe that would be lost on folks when they're, you know, when they're in, in, a, in a learning environment that's very technical and less about, uh, you know, about leadership and that sort of thing. But the, the, the most valuable lesson I think anybody can have in any business, doesn't matter what you do, is the, the value of relationships and the value of creating trusting relationships with, uh, you know, uh, within that any environment that you might be working in. Yep. So important. I think those are my formal questions, but we always like to ask if there's anything our guests want to share. So it could be about you. It could be about United. If there's any kind of, you know, things you think it's important for a student or our alumni to know. We're hiring. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, we are hiring. Um, we're looking for great people. But, uh, you know, I, I had a, a, 
you know, I, I didn't go to a traditional college. Uh, you know, certainly West Point's not a traditional college. And uh, so when I went to grad school uh, at Daniels, um, it was a chance for me to, uh, you know, to go through advanced education, of course, but in a different, you know, different way than I had experienced at the college level. And uh, just like the ability to work in groups independently and collaborate independently. You know, I, I remember a lot of the uh, assignments and so on required um, collaboration and, you know, we would go off to a bar or something. And yeah. And we would, yeah. And, and work together and, and, you know, on projects and so on, very different, a little bit different than my experiences in college. And um, for me, it was not only the education, but there were some life lessons for me there that I didn't necessarily, I got different life lessons uh, at West Point, but it helped round out all of my life lessons when I went to Daniels. Uh, I just felt super comfortable there, and uh, it was a great learning experience and helped help round me out in a, in a wonderful way. So, um, so you know, that, that's what I, I, would, I would give, you know, a, a, I'm a big advocate for, for Daniels and everything that you guys do there. Oh, thank you. That means a lot to us. It has been such a pleasure. I thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Awesome. Um, remember, United Airlines, part of the community there in Denver. We're doing great things there. Um, and uh, thanks for your, your business. Uh, we definitely need that. Uh, but but we're also, you know, want to be even more part of the fabric of the community there in Denver. So uh, thanks for inviting me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been the VOE Podcast, produced by the Daniels College of Business and sponsored by U.S. Bank. Music by Joshua Metzel, music composition graduate student at the Lamont School of Music. Join us next time for more business insights from our community. In the meantime, visit daniels.du.edu slash VOE podcast. And please remember to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.